Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Today is Wednesday, June 17th, 2020. On this day in 1939, kidnapper and serial murderer Eugen Wiedmann was sent to the guillotine in Versailles, France. Welcome to Today in True Crime, a ParCast original. I'm Vanessa Richardson, and today I'm joined by our guest host, Alastair Murden. Thanks for having me, Vanessa. And hello, everyone. ParCast fans may recognize Alastair from the ParCast original, Villains. Every Friday, Villains dissects the greatest foils from history and fiction, uncovering origins, analyzing impacts, and exploring the complexity of character and motive. Alistair is here to discuss some of the historical aspects of today's story, while I'll cover the narrative. I'm thrilled to dive into today's episode on the last public execution in France, the beheading of German killer Eugen Wiedmann. It's a fascinating end to a historical villain. Let's go back to the early morning of June 17, 1939, in France. As the sun rose over Versailles, a crowd gathered in front of the Saint-Pierre prison. The day's first rays cast a glint on the curved blade of the guillotine. Police were struggling to maintain order. They hadn't expected so many people to show up. They really hadn't expected the unrest. Spectators started lining up as early as the night before, desperate to get a front row seat to the execution. They were reporters and journalists, men, women, and children, all there to witness the death of 31-year-old German-born killer Eugen Wiedmann. Wiedmann began his life of crime young. At the age of 14, he served time in a Frankfurt reformatory for theft. By his mid-20s, he was in Saarbrücken jail doing five years for breaking into a home, tying up two women and robbing them blind. It was in jail that he met two future conspirators, young Parisians Roger Million and Jean Blanc. From behind bars, the trio dreamed up a new life of crime for themselves when they were finally free men. Their plan was to kidnap tourists in order to rob them, hold them for ransom, or both, which is exactly what they did when they were released. The men rented a house in Saint-Cloud, just outside of Paris, to use as a base. And what started as financially motivated kidnappings quickly turned to murder. In July 1937, the trio of criminals claimed their first victim, 22-year-old American ballet student Jeanne de Coven. Jeanne was visiting her aunt in Paris when she met the young and handsome Weedman. Tricked into thinking that there was a romantic connection, 
Jean met Weedman at the villa in Saint-Cloud. After enjoying a cigarette, a glass of milk, and taking some photos of Weedman on her camera, Jean was strangled to death. Her pockets were emptied of 300 francs and another $430 in traveler's checks. Then her body was buried in one of the villa's gardens. Weedman and his motley crew would go on to claim the lives of five more victims. Chauffeur Joseph Koufi, nurse Janine Keller, theatrical producer Roger Leblanc, a young man Weedman met in jail, Fritz Frommer, and real estate agent Raymond Lusabre. All of them were robbed before being shot in the back of the head or in the nape of the neck. So on the morning of June 17, 1939, the crowd that gathered outside the Saint-Pierre prison was happy to watch Eugen Weidman die. By the time they were settled enough for the execution to begin, it was dawn. The sun was already up as officials led the condemned German out the huge wooden doors of the jail in the center of Versailles. Weedman was greeted by a thunderous noise from the crowd of voyeurs that waited for his arrival. They howled, shrieked, and jeered. Cameras flashed and film reels rolled. There were more than a few journalists amongst the mass of bodies. As officers struggled to control the crowd, Weedman's eyes never lifted from the ground. His hands were tied behind his back. The collar of his shirt was folded down below his shoulders as not to interfere with the blade that would soon take his head. The guillotine was set up between two of the many trees that lined the street. And then, the moment they had spent hours waiting for was over in a second. Weedman's blood ran through the cobblestone street. Spectators rushed forward with handkerchiefs and scarves to sop some of it up as a souvenir. It was a grim spectacle, animalistic, an insight into mankind's fascination with the macabre. But within an hour or so, it was as if nothing had happened. The guillotine was dismantled, the street washed clean, and the neighboring cafes were serving coffee and pastries once more. Coming up, the French president bans public executions. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Now back to the story. On June 17, 1939, convicted kidnapper, murderer, and thief Eugen Weidman was publicly executed in the streets of Versailles, France, and the crowds that gathered to watch seemed to revel in his death. My guest host, Alastair, is going to take over from here to discuss the context surrounding the event. Thanks, Vanessa. 
The execution of Eugen Weidmann made history, but not because of Weidmann or his crimes. Yes, Weidmann was a killer and a thief, and allegedly, he expressed little remorse for his crimes, save the killing of 22-year-old dancer Jean de Coven, most likely because in that case, he hadn't had a gun to distance himself from his victim. He was forced to strangle her with his bare hands. But morality and regret aside, if we were to rank history's most notorious killers, Eugen Weidmann wouldn't be likely to make the list. What made the execution so monumental was the barbaric reaction of the public. Amidst the crowd that gathered that day was a 17-year-old Christopher Lee. The young Brit attended with a friend of his family who happened to be a journalist. Later in life, he would star in such blockbuster films as Dracula, Star Wars, and The Lord of the Rings. But he never forgot the very real drama of the Weedman execution. According to him, he didn't watch the blade fall. He turned his head away just in time. More than anything, he remembered the reaction of the crowd, their energy and unrest, how their fervor rushed to his body. That and the sound of the guillotine when it fell. Previously, all death sentences took place before the sun was up, before people were out milling the streets. And it was difficult to take photographs in such low lighting. It was easy to metaphorically sweep the event under the rug and go about the day. But given the circumstances, the beheading was not only photographed, but it was filmed as well. And just like that, the darkness of human nature was dragged out into the light, reflected in both the crime, the criminal, and the voyeurs who sought out his slaughter. The president of France, Albert Lebrun, was horrified by the hysterical nature of the proceedings. He feared the reaction of the international press, and rightfully so. The story got picked up by publications across the globe, including the New York Times. Afterward, Lebrun placed a ban on public executions in France. That said, the death penalty wasn't abolished until 1981. In fact, guillotines would stay operational for decades after Weidmann. The last time one was used was on September 10, 1977. For all those years, it was just neatly tucked away, so nobody would have to bear witness. Out of sight, out of mind. Supposedly, it was more civil that way. I'm Vanessa Richardson. Thanks again, Alastair, for joining me today. Thanks for having me. You can find my podcast, Villains, exclusively on Spotify. Today in True Crime is a ParCast original. You can find more episodes of Today in True Crime and all other ParCast originals for free on Spotify. Not only does Spotify already have all of your favorite music, but now Spotify is making it easy for you to enjoy all of your favorite ParCast originals, like Today in True Crime, for free from your phone, desktop, or smart speaker. To stream Today in True Crime on Spotify, just open the app and type Today in True Crime in the search bar. We'll be back with a brand new episode tomorrow in True Crime.
Today in True Crime was created by Max Cutler and is a ParCast Studios original. It is executive produced by Max Cutler, sound design by Juan Borda, with production assistance by Ron Shapiro, Carly Madden, and Joshua Kern. This episode of Today in True Crime was written by Connor Sampson, with writing assistance by Nora Battelle. I'm Vanessa Richardson. 